When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to epi- I did your voice then. Welcome to episode two of Small Screen Nineties with me, AMJ, and this guy and me, Chris Barnes. You rang me this week and you told me that you have big chalk news. As a person from Dover, that made me very, very excited. Go on, Barnes. What is the big chalk news? Well, Charlie Chalk topped the leaderboard last week. It did, uh, with uh, 70, making it the greatest show of the 90s at this current point in time. But doing a Google after the show, I realised it didn't originally air in the 90s, it was the 80s, so will it be disqualified? Because it was from 1987 to 1988 it was on. Was there any series of Charlie Chalk made in the 90s? No, there wasn't anyone made in the 90s, probably repeat in the 90s. Made Marin and made... Merry Men was 1989 till 1994. So I think yeah. that counts. Acceptable. Yeah. And that was House Party. It was 1991 to 2000. And Men Behaving Badly started in 1992. Yeah. So, so that's a hard decision to make, but it's an easy one. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to get rid of Charlie Chalk. Yes. Which Victory. means at this moment in time, Men Behaving Badly is still the greatest sitcom of the 90s with 60 out of 90 get in and also it makes me think how redundant was charlie chalk when brewers fair finally got the lease yeah it's probably years after it had actually been on telly if it's so i remember it in the early north like yeah that would have been years ago come on brewers get something better be a beef eater get a what did they have they, they had the uh I was going to call them the happy people, not the happy people, the Mr. Men. If you were a Mr. Man or, or, or a Mrs. Man, or I don't know, what would you be? Mr. Funny. Mr. Funny, huh? <laughs> I'd like to be, I don't know. I'd probably be Mr. Hungry, but Mr. Troublesome sounds quite fun, doesn't it? He's, what, he just sits in his room pondering if he's troublesome or not? Mm. Yeah, Mr. Troublesome. I'd like to be Mr. Troublesome. Is the, Mr. Is the Mr. Men is the 90s, is it? No, no, I don't think it is. I'm now, probably... every, every time I'm waiting for letters to say, oh, hang on a minute, that's not 90s. Yeah, that's when you go off piste. That's why we need Google open at all times for this to work. So if you haven't listened to this before, it is the only podcast in the entirety of the world 
where we review every single bit of TV from the 90s out of 90. And at the end of this, whenever that may be, we will have the greatest TV show of the 90s. At this moment in time, it's Men Behaving Badly with 60 out of 90. You might know it's only episode two. So the other two people are May Marion and a Merry Men in second place and in third place, Noel's House Party with 30. So that's all going to change this week, hopefully, because we've got some new shows for you. Do you want to go first? Yes, I thought I'd go first. With the classic, with Pat Sharp, is Funhouse. Beautiful. Can we hear it again? No, no, I'm joking. Uh, but <laughs> what made you think Funhouse is the show to bring to the podcast? Well, to be honest, I can't remember anything that happened in it apart from the end bit with the go karts going round and them going in the Funhouse. I can't remember what they did before then, but I always remember I'd love to go into Funhouse and do the final game. You can't remember going through the balloon tunnel. No. Well, very... last week we did Noel's house party and we never mentioned Grab a Grand. Oh, we never mentioned Grab a Grand. Oh, maybe we'll go back to it. We won't. Uh... <laughs> never go back. Yeah, there used to be like a tunnel just filled with balloons and like the kids used to have to go through it and get like loads of tokens and stuff. I remember the twins. Apparently they live in Folkestone. Do they? What together still after well, all these know. years? <laughs> of course and they drive around the town on little go-karts because they're eco-friendly what, what was with pat's mullet just i quite them. liked it i mean as someone who's going bald at the moment like i look back <laughs> at, the, at the moment at the moment if i would have had like if i had hair now i'd grab mullet it was it was up the front for partying around the back for dancing i, I completely messed up that phrase you could tell but, i'm tired if you grew a mullet, then your um, Cronenberg from the front joke would not work anymore. It wouldn't work, would it? There is no, there will be no mullet growing from me. You're, you're more likely to see me try and grow a top knot. I might do that for my next bit. Have you ever had that where you thought, I could do something else, but that would be changing a joke? No, I All don't like time. dress like Timmy Mallet anymore. So now I think, oh, I can't use that joke anymore, but it's like, I want to use that joke. It's weird, isn't it? It's that kind of thing. When I, I remember someone saying to me once, going, you can't lose that much weight because you won't be funny anymore. And I thought, that is some great advice because I won't. Or someone on TikTok said I look like a homeless Inspector Gadget with my trilby on. Then I like wearing the black one, which isn't like Inspector Gadget. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to wear is- the hat now just for that one joke and then change it for the black one. But, but if you were a homeless Inspector Gadget, you'd be able to yeah. gadget up a house or something. No, he was he was rubbish. He had all the weapons 
well, all the all the gadgets. All the the what was your version of Inspector Gadget? The clues in the name, isn't it? He had all the gadgets, but then the little girl and the dog would. It's like Wallace and Gromit. They'd always solved the mystery, really, and he'd just faff about with his uh, go-go gadget ass or something. And the go-go uh, gadget ass. I think that was but, something completely different with his weapons. It was. He, did you not know that um, Inspector Gadget invented the hovercraft? He'd go go-go gadget ass, and he'd blow his ass up, and he'd go across. He'd have a bigger ass than that big woman who's got the big ass in America. I'm trying to keep talking until I remember Kim Kardashian's name. There we go. There you did. <laughs> Friend of the show, Kim Kardashian. There. Chris, Hope you're all right, Kim. Yeah, she was born in the 90s, wasn't she? She could come on. She was come. indeed. Kim, if you want to come on, the door's open. You're always welcome on this. Always. I, I didn't know that she's up with Kanye West. That's how I'm up with gossip in this celebrity world. I didn't know that either, like, to oh, be honest there we with go. you. It, it, it shocked me a little bit. I found that out the other week. They always seem so together, a lot like yeah. Kanye West. <laughs> I don't feel for Kanye West because he clearly needs some help and some real people around him, but he's not getting it. And what it really he needs upsets me. is some sort, some sort of fun house. That he he needs into. a fun house. That I was try seamless. To, I know, I try to bring it back in. I... I think it was one of the greatest kids' game shows of all time. It's a genre that doesn't really exist anymore, isn't it? I think it gets more love because it used to be on Friday nights, and that's normally when you're like, yes, the weekend's here, we sit down, watch Funhouse, and then tomorrow morning we'll go up to WH Smith's and buy a comic. That's what it was. WH Smith's and a comic. We had a John Menzies. There we are. Oh, we had a John Menzies. Yeah. In fact, it is a fact, if you're in Dover, anyone, and you go into WH Smith's, the handles on the WH Smith's are the original John Menzies ones. There you go. A little fun fact for people going out they looking at WH Smith's. There's a restaurant in our Ashford, and it used to be a bank, and they've still got the sign where the cash point used to be on the side of the, side of the restaurant. They I- haven't changed it. That's sometimes nice, isn't it, to remember the past, which is what we're doing right here. This is what this is right all now. about. It's just, just reminiscing. That's it. Like, this is pure nostalgia. And I love the way that we thought of the two things we like about Funhouse. And I always felt bad for the person who was employed to blow up those balloons for that balloon pit. Yeah, it's probably some work experience lad. Like, oh, I'm working on telly. What are you doing? Uh, you've got to blow up all these balloons, mate. I've In got asthma. <laughs> Can I have a pump? No, you can't. You oh, leave mate. you leave them twins alone. <laughs> you leave them. <laughs> Where is Pat's shop now? Well, I've, I've DJed with him about 10 years ago. Do you know I thought you would have known seen him? <laughs> he, he was he was really lovely. Really nice guy. And he got the crowd going and he also played Funhouse halfway through the set, which was fantastic. Of course he did. <laughs> Well, well, that's the thing, though. If you've got a good theme tune, then play it. Yes. I'm going to put Funhouse in the top 20 themes from the 90s. I think it's it needs to be there. Oh, yeah, and that also gives it extra points because it had a really good theme tune. Right, shall we, shall we, shall we do a fun? This is exciting, isn't it? The scoring time. They're all, they're all yeah. there at home with their pen and paper, writing in their oh. own books, going, oh, what did Funhouse get? So it's in the book. I've written down Funhouse. What? 
Would young Chris Barnes give it? And and overall, how many out of 90 would you give Funhouse? 40. 40. How many did I give Charlie Chalk? I'm trying to make sure that Charlie, oh, Charlie never Ch- come back. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie had 70. He's on that island. He's staying on there. Also, I watched an episode of Charlie Chalk back. The intro to that show is the worst drawn thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Have you watched it? <laughs> no, I've listened to the theme tune. It's literally done in Sharpie. Like, the theme tune is so damn good, but that intro... It's like, what? It's just crepe paper where people have written names on it. <laughs> so you're going to go with 40? I'm going to go with 40. I'm going to go with 45. Oh. What do you think? Show me yeah. 42 and a half? <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you want. Right, there we go. Fun house. You get 42 and a half. Whole lot of fun prizes to be won, but sadly not for you at 42. And a half. Already one well, down. So I've given it 40 and you've given it a half. Well, look, I was going to give it five. Yeah. But, but then I changed five, it to two and a half. Five points. <laughs> no, but I was going to add five to your 40. Oh, right, OK. There is no real scoring system to this, is there? There is. There is this, there'd be people watching this back saying, well, they gave that one this much, but then they didn't do it to that one. So, <laughs> be someone in two years listening from the beginning going, This makes no sense. Half these shows are from the 70s. What's Bergerac? I've never seen Bergerac, I just think the name sounds funny. Right, sh- shall I uh, bring something to the table? Yes. What have you brought to the 90s table? I've brought Arthur. This is where the conversation might end because I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of Arthur. 
You've not watched a full episode of Arthur. Wow, let me no. tell you a bit about Arthur. One fun fact for you is there was more aardvarks on the TV in the 90s than there were for any other decade. Well, there was Otis the aardvark as well, wasn't there? There was Otis the aardvark and there was Arthur the aardvark. No, well, that's two. Yeah. That, that, that's enough. So um, That's two. Uh, that's all you need. That's it. And I don't think there's any aardvarks anymore, like any cartoon-based aardvarks. No. There was the one in the Pink Panther which was an aardvark, I remember. He was blue. Uh, was Cyril Sneer an aardvark? Uh, I don't think so. Letters on a postcard, people. Was Cyril Sneer an aardvark? <laughs> uh, but a few facts for you about Arthur. It's just ended. It ended on a special episode after 25 years where the whole cast of Arthur met up again, all grown up. And on the very end episode, Arthur opened the book and it was the beginning episode where he had started being an illustrator and he'd drawn the story of his life. Also, the original voice actor from season one came back to voice him again as a grown-up. It was great, Arthur. It hit so many decent points in life. It touched issues. There was even an episode where Arthur got angry and hit his sister, which is one of the greatest memes of all time. And it also has the best theme tune ever. But also the ending is also the ending of the Harry Potter films, where at the end they're all grown up and then they take their kids on the Hogwarts Express and it all starts again. So it's just plagiarism. It is it's plagiarism. It's also the ending of episodes. Yes. That's it, Come. And I'll tell you the thing that you don't get anymore. There was that weird period of time where cartoons turned into kids. You had Tom and Jerry kids, Flintstones kids, Muppet babies, Rugrats all grown up. They had to go the other way because no one wants to see a show about sperm. But <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty weird. But do you remember that? Like they just turned everyone into kids. Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons. Like, what was it? Why did they do that? Well, I think it's probably they're trying to get the other market for the, oh, we've got the older kids market. Let's make them younger and then get some more money. Flintstones Kids is by far the biggest cash grab I think I've ever seen. Have you ever watched an episode? No. I it don't makes... believe anything you say anymore because you said last week there was a special episode of Nell's House Party called Nell's Garden Party. And I Googled it, it and I can't, I can't find it. I watched Noel's Garden Party. I was there. I've seen Noel's Garden Party. You were I'll in the garden. It. I'll find it. I, I've been in that garden with Noel on his garden party. Well, the, the, the thing is, though, with this as well, Chris, like, as you've not seen a full episode... Yeah, I can't really can't, mark it, can I? You I've can't listened really to the mark, theme tune. Well, just based on the theme tune, which we can all be, like, crystal clear, is an absolute banger. I like the reggae of the uh, of the uh, theme tune. I, I know you, I knew you'd like the reggae. Gan, there's a bit of reggae. Oh, Barnes is bringing the reggae. I like reggae. I'm going to give it ninety. No, I'm not going to give it ninety. I'm, I'm going to go with what would you give the theme tune from Arthur? Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen, and I'd yeah. give the show. Um, would you be? I'm going to give it sixty. Oh, let's do it. Which means. It's joint leaders with men behaving badly. <laughs> what, a, what a universe we live in, where Arthur is now neck and neck with men behaving badly. <laughs> <laughs> this is good, man. This, this is it. This is it. 
What will be the, the greatest show of the 90s? The two opposites we never thought would come together in a crossover. Arthur behaving badly, where he, he buys a flat with his friend. Oh, if I watched it, I would have known his friend. And uh, <laughs> they try and flirt with the uh, their equivalent of Leslie Ash next door. Which I, I presume would have been some form of like hippo kind of creature. Just a bit human. A beaver. A beaver. There we go. There you go. You just went you straight go. in. That's what I like. You didn't up back. You went a beaver. It's definitely well, a beaver. HBO Max want to do a, a naughty sequel, then we've just written it for them. Yeah. HBO Max will be all over this. They will be sitting there recording idea after idea after idea. Arthur the Cappuccino years. That's a reference. Arthur the Cappuccino years. Ah, oh, Adrian Mole. Why was there any need for that? Why did they just make him a mole? He said, could have just been a, a mole that's gone to college. Is that oh, like Adrian, that's Adrian Mole Kids? Adrian Mole Kids. Adrian Mole Kids, where it's just Adrian and family of moles. I'd watch that. I'd voice some mole. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> so, so, so what is next on the 90s carousel of amazing program is? Wow. I, I went a bit. I, like that. I went a bit off piste. I didn't follow the line on this one, but that's why I bring you the Finn Blue Line.
the Ben Alton based series. Have you seen this? I have seen this. Yeah, it's now when you tell me you're in it. I'm not in it now, but no, it's it's one of his better sitcoms. Really? My favorite, my Sorry. favorite, my favorite one he's done is The Right Way, which lasted for a series about uh, health and safety, and it was awful. And every week I'd watch it. It was my Mrs. Brown's Boys. I'd watch it every week religiously, going, "This is awful," but I can't look away. <laughs> I don't mind Upstart Crow. Upstart Crow's quite good. Upstart Crow. And of course, The Young Ones is a work of art. And Blackadder. And Blackadder. And there is an episode of The Young Ones where they watch a show on ITV called Old Crikey, where, uh, do you remember it, where that guy trips over, his trousers fall over, he ends up like uh, looking like he's having sex with a dog and a vicar comes round. And that exact scene is is in Thin Blue Line. I don't know if it's a homage, but I don't know where Ben out and halfway through thought, I'll give up. It's just referencing his own stuff. Like, yeah, I'll put it back in again. It's either a really clever reference or it's him just going, oh, I've got this up my sleeve. But saying that, it's got one of the greatest lines ever. If you cock up, no, you'll cock up my arse. Oh, that was the chief inspector that was all uh, always after Fowler, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, can we find the clip for that other than me? Balls in that up and saying it terribly yeah, <laughs> in a broken, sleepy state. He'll go in here. I've had a letter from the chief constable warning us of an MI5 undercover operation in this area. Apparently, they're infiltrating these road protesters. Hardly James Bond, is it? From dinner jackets and Kalashnikovs to anoraks and jam jars full of cold urine. <laughs> I haven't got time, Raymond. I am involved in serious police work. If you get in the way, I'm responsible. You'll cock up my ass. There's some of it that's really good, and there's other bits that just suffer from that horrible kind of 90s laughter track kind of cheese, and it just... I don't know. I reckon it could have been a lot better than it actually was if it was made today. I think it would be less... Good if Rowan Atkinson wasn't in it. If it was yeah. someone else in the lead, it would have been a lot worse. I, I must say as well, Rowan Atkinson really holds it together. I think it's almost close to his seminal work. And we all know Rowan Atkinson's seminal work is his role in the film Love Actually. No, it's the Barclay Card adverts when he played <laughs> Johnny English the first time around. <laughs> it's the when Barclay the carpet, Card adverts. When the carpet's on fire. That's a good point, actually. That is some gold there. Sorry, oh, I've special pen and he's the special pen and he sticks it in his. So, what are you giving the thin blue line? Thin blue line. It's one of a those. A wild birth. A wild I've got a lot of nostalgia for because when I lived in a chalet, I only had ten DVDs, and thin blue line was one of them, and I watched it quite a lot because it was either that. Only Fools and Horses or the Johnny Vegas series Ideal. Or the Mr Blobby video. The Mr Blobby video, which my nan sent me, which was great because I didn't have a VHS. So Do you know that both all the Blobby videos are on YouTube? All of them? You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Did you watch any of it and then realise how badly edited together it is and that was sold for £15 in its peak? 15? 
15 pounds. I didn't say 15. No, I meant 15. That's quite That's expensive a for a video, video cassette. It's, it's like, yeah, 15 pounds just to watch it wear down. Silly money, silly money, Chris, for a video, and especially Mr. Blobby. For £15, you could buy like a decent film like Independence Day. You could probably make Mr. Blobby with the amount of stuff you could get for £15 in the 90s and just have him purposely always there. Would you want a Mr. Blobby always there? No. It's like Kato from the Pink Panther films, just have him jump out of a cupboard when you're not expecting it, just say, keep on your toes. But, but every time he does, Start playing in the background. Yes, that's what I want for my birthday. So, yeah, well, he had a Christmas number one, but you won't find that on Spotify, as I found out trying to DJ a nineties night the other night. It's not on Spotify. Not the original done? version. Oh, because he's an anti-vaxxer. That's why. What, Mister Blobby? Yeah, well, all those got all those blobs. Yeah, all those blobs. Because um, he won't have the vaccine. <laughs> If Noel Edmonds came out with Mr. Blobby and said, this is why I'm an anti-vaxxer, look what it did to this guy, he might have a point. Oh, I, this, uh, used to, this used to be one of the uh, puppets on the boat. What? What are they called? <laughs> what are they called? I, I don't know, I was just trying to think of what this Mr. Blobby... A puppet, a puppet on a boat. It's not no more. Rosie and Jim, this we used to be Rosie. used to be Jim. He's not. He had that injection and look at him now. I just thought Mr. Blobby doesn't look like anything else. You couldn't really say this looks like Tinky Winky from the, the Teletubbies. Well, it's odd that that phase as well of giving everything a bloody bow tie. <laughs> what what was that? What why did everything need a bow tie? It's like and what else had a bow tie? Well, now you've said it, very little, but still, I remember bow ties being quite big in the 90s. This isn't the uh, what, I, what used to have bow ties podcast. Yeah, let's make bow ties podcast. happen. But you don't so, have uh, I think I'll give it 20. You're giving it 20? Yes. Making it the lowest scoring show so far. Oh, wow. Thin blue line. I'm going to give it 22. 20, as in 20 as well, not 22, just to be awkward. Because I just don't think it, it has the kind of girth it used to have. You're still talking about the thin blue line. I am. I don't know why I said girth. Is it, is it quite clear I've gigged a lot recently and haven't slept? Also, the camp fella in it, who yeah. was in Gimme, 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 where is he now? He's not in anything anymore. He was great, though, weren't he? Yeah. Used to love Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Oh, I wonder what's on this next week. <laughs> if that's dated, I've got a feeling Gimme, Gimme, Gimme might have been, might feel quite a bit dated. 
I'm about to say my thoughts on Gimme, 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 but I think I'll wait for next week. Exactly. Sh- shall we? Uh, shall we review the leaderboard? Yes, I've got this one more. Week. Oh, we have one. got one more. But I don't think it counts or not because it started in 1989, which seems to be whatever I want to look at for this show seems to be 1989 is what it came from. But was is, there new episodes made in the 90s? I think so. Must have been. It was, I'm going to let you bring it to the table. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but in the UK, because we don't like ninjas and it was uh, advocating violence, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Do you know what? I think this this gave me one of the greatest moments ever in school. I remember being sat in an art class and my teacher asking, does anyone know any painters? And everyone was like, Raphael, Michelangelo. And someone there at one point went, Splinter. And he said, yes, very good, Pinter. <laughs> and that just, uh, that was the greatest thing that ever happened in my school life. Pinter's not a painter either. He's a playwright. Wow. Says a lot about my school, doesn't it, to be honest? He paints with words, Chris. He paints with words into the ears and the imagination. And then another boy came in and said, Shredder. And they said, no, you've got the wrong classmate. You've got to go down to cooking. <laughs> Is it home economics? Is that what it, they call cooking? I think so, yeah. I think that is home economics or, or, or just cooking food technology when I was in school. The technology oh, of food. I used to love love doing that because then you'd bake something and then it's basically you've made your tea when you take yeah. it home. That was a dream. If only you could just make your tea and take it home now at work. I suppose some people can if they work for like Domino's, but it's hard when yeah. you live in working accounts, not living accounts. Oh, oh, what made you think I'm going to bring Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles to small screen 90s? Well, because I was a big fan of it. And uh, my dad went to Toys R Us to go and get a turtle wagon. Oh. And he saw a bloke with the turtle wagon in his trolley. And he said to the bloke, where'd you get that from? And the bloke said, Toys R Us. He said, well, no, no, I, I know that. But where in the <laughs> shop did you go and get it from? <laughs> and I also went to the cinema to see the live action version. And I'm scared of tortoises. And I was scared by when they had the little terrapins come in yeah. and they transform. Because I went to the zoo once and I saw some terrapins and I thought they were animatronic. 
They don't Did look you? real. With the little heads, they didn't look real. I thought, <laughs> oh, there's some kind of Jim Henson creation they're stuck underneath this bridge. And it's like, oh, fuck, they're real, aren't they? They don't look real, do they? That's the thing. They don't. It's really creepy when you actually see a tortoise. I was going to say, well, in the wild. <laughs> I'm traumatised because I saw my uncle's tortoise once and I was running next to it going, oh, there's a tortoise, tortoise. And I looked at him and was like, oh, my God, that's horrible. And I went back in again. But I have seen a tortoise in the wild. I was riding my bike home once and there was a tortoise walking along the road and I almost fell off my bike. Just as a little caveat for, for the listeners, Trevor lives in Ashford. <laughs> What's that got to say with it? Well, just like saying the tortoise story, it'd be, be different if you lived in Australia or something like that, wouldn't it? It would, yes. Like, like, oh, as opposed to Ken. It's like, oh yeah, he lives next to Port Lim Zoo, so it's, <laughs> it's a regular occurrence that something's escaped into his back garden. He but lives in this world. I don't like them, but I also didn't want it to get hurt. I was like, I feel really bad that I left it. Just but it's not the off. kind of thing. People that are scared of spiders, there is a chance maybe you might see a spider in your house. But if you saw a tortoise walking down the road, I'm never going to Galapagos Islands because it feels like their Jurassic Park for me. Like I don't want to see a big one. Well, that's it. Well and truly, like that's the thing. Like that is your well, classic like, part. The I like the TV. I like the TV cartoon series. Oh, do you want a fun fact? I do want a fun fact. Give me one of your fun facts. Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is yeah. the voice of Shredder in the cartoon. That is a good fact. What 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 great career he had. In the 90s. And, he had and a really good 80s. voice. He had a really good voice, didn't he? Turtles! <laughs> it wasn't like that. That was terrible. Oh, I hate the second film. Because you thought, oh, Bop, Bebop and Rocksteady are going to be in it. And it yeah. was Razor and something or other, which was a tortoise. And was it a hedgehog or something like that? It wasn't It wasn't them. Just to sell toys. That's yeah. a sad point. That's a sad thing, though, as well, isn't it? Like, in Transformers, where they killed everyone off just to make more Transformers to sell toys. They started... Why do they... Why is it they always just transformed into... Oh, no, I didn't. I've just... I've just <laughs> going to say, why didn't they just connect together and make a bigger one? But they did, because we used to have the toys of them. I remember my next, my next door neighbour had collected all of them, and then he gave it to me, and within five minutes, I'd broken the leg. And That's he was amazing. so annoyed. He was uh, what have you done? Oh, I've just bought that. Sorry. I bent it the wrong way. <laughs> Did you ever see the third Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film when they go to Japan and become warriors? Yes. I think that's called Jumping the Shark or or going to uh, going to Japan for no reason. <laughs> or TMNT free. There is that thing as well, isn't it, where it's a series or something like that, and they're making a film going, what do we do? Send them on holiday. Downton Abbey, the second film, they go on holiday to France. Do they? Yeah. It's like, have you not seen what everyone else does? In between us, Kevin and Perry go large. Uh, All of the buses. On the buses went on... They went to a holiday camp where, weirdly... Everyone from the bus place got a job there. Coincidence, I think, on the buses. <laughs> I've thought of the Trevor Feelgood film, which wouldn't yeah. be the Trevor Good Feelgood film, 
it would be me making a really awful film and being like extras and I, I don't want to do it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to make a stupid film where I go abroad and there's a big Hollywood star in it. So people would think you're going to see Mrs. Brown's voice film and it's actually a man having a mental breakdown because he's signed away his life. I think there might I'd be extras, that. isn't it? Yeah, I think it might be, but I reckon I'd much rather watch you sign away your life and have a breakdown for two hours. I've written a film. It's called Pog. And it's about... Uh, Pogs. It's about, it's about the Pog Championships of 2020 when it got postponed. And uh, yeah, it was quite a big year because two people were coming back for the 90s for a grudge match. I mean, I was going to film it and like, like cast it. I bought the pogs, but didn't write a script. How would it end? Would it end like in some kind of big rocky ending where the person flips the pog and it goes into the pot and yay! Or you didn't Very get that like, Well, I, to be honest, I just had the title and the pogs. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great concept. But there's still nothing. I'd, would you be in it? Do you want to be in it? I would be in it. Lovely, right? I'll, I'll put you on board. Where's he gone? Where's he gone? I've also got in my possession from the other night where I picked it out, which was a Raphael tea card. That where'd you get that from? From you. <laughs> I know. I know. That's <laughs> when you were handing them out. I have in the other room, I have my original Raphael that transfers into a small turtle and then into a big turtle. I've had it since I was six. What are you going to give Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, 40, 48. 48. Do you know yes. what? I, I, I want to give it 50 because it's such a big part of my childhood. And it, I think it was one of the greatest cartoons ever. I've not watched it back. Hold on. I'm going to pause it 50, here. And I'm going to watch a you, few episodes. If you give it 50 and I've yeah. given it 48, it will be more than 90. Yeah, that won't work, will it? <laughs> Can we edit that out? Right. I'll give it, I think I'll give it 30. You'll give it 30. Do you know what? It's the original series. I think I'm going to join you on that one. We, we, we've met and we've met the exact same scores, I think, on this twice. That is uh, amazing. TMNT or TMHT gets 30. So this week, the lowest scoring show was Finn Blue Line with 20, followed by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with 30. Then we had Funhouse with 42 and a half. And the winner this week and the joint leader with member behaving badly is Arthur. Yes. Get in. Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody there to me. If anyone's listening. The original point of you. (laughs) And I said, hey. It's a wonderful time of day. We can learn to work and play. Live, live, live with each other. I've listened to the theme tune. Bye bye. <laughs> if anyone's got any suggestions of what TV shows we talk about, please tell us and DM us, and you know where to find us.
this is it. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at small screen nineties with Barnes and AMJ. And you can follow me on any social media under at AMJ comic and Chris. And I'm at Trevor Feelgood on every single platform you can think of, apart from LinkedIn. Well, there we go. Apart from what you got against LinkedIn? Ah, oh, what's the point? Oh, we can make all your friends that you know already on other social medias. Oh, but I've got my CV put up there. Yeah, no. They can actually see what you've been up to. Well, thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you next week for more Goodbye, fun in everybody. the 90s. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.